This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. This is Jason Tate, and you are listening to Tate Talks. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with me so that I can share some of my uh, wellness tips with you and education. Uh, I'm incredibly excited for the show today and incredibly excited that you're here to join me. Before I get into the show and launch what I'm doing, I want to send a big shout out to my friend and station manager, John, who just celebrated his birthday yesterday. John? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, It's been quite a year, hasn't it, John? It has been uh, perhaps (laughs) the worst year of my life. And I think that there's millions upon millions of people around the world who probably feel that way because we are not used to being shut in for half a year or more. Right. Yeah. And on top of it, everything that comes with it, you know, and so something I'll focus on, uh, this show and, and many shows is right. Focusing, we feel what we focus on and well, John, and, you're, and you, you know, you're above ground. You, <laughs> yeah, you focus on mind, body, and spirit. And I think that's what we all need right now. Yeah, we certainly do. And it underpins everything else. So thank you, John. Thank, thank you for you. all your hard work. Thank you for the radio station. Thank you for the show. Thank you for everything that you do. I mean, I'm incredibly grateful. And hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, are right there with me. So thanks, John. Well, you're welcome. Thank you very much. And we are, uh, we're thrilled to have you back. Thank you. I'm back. That's right. <laughs> Famous line by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who now is a plant-based eater. And before I, uh, which is a perfect segue because I have an amazing guest today who is a plant-based eater as well. Uh, Coming up on this hour of Tate Talks, I chat with my lifelong friend, my lifelong best friend, about nutrition, about goal setting and exercise. I knew him long before he became the world traveling raw vegan chef and police officer. And we're gonna dive deep into the rationales and reasons behind the transformation of adopting a 100% plant-based diet that is even free from all wheat and soy. This hour is rich with information and stories, a delicious recipe with a unique name, powerful insight into how to make this your best life, and even a controversial topic to cap it off. (laughs) Are you doing this because yesterday you knew that for my birthday I was taken to a steakhouse? (laughs) No, no. This show, I... I honestly, you know, I wanted to do this show, um, my back when I did the last live show in June, believe it or not. Yeah. And I think the timing is, is just, um, perfect. I don't even know how else to describe it, but, uh, for your birthday, do whatever you want, man. I'm telling you, like I I'm teaching again, I'm back in the classroom and I, I won't be talking about it as much on this show, but you know, I, I tell my students and I tell people uh, asking about nutrition that, you know, disease related to our diet and our lifestyle doesn't come from one meal. 
It doesn't even come from 100 meals. But when you look at thousands of meals, uh, if you're eating cheat meals all the time, yeah, that's that's where it comes from. Well, it so definitely one, was one not a it, do it. it definitely wasn't a cheap meal. I'll say that. But I will say that uh, I'll apologize now for taking that lobster by the tail. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, happy birthday, John. I hope the Thank meal you. was fantastic. And and I'm proud of you and your health journey, by well, the way. Well, I'm looking forward to actually listening into this program today because I have been trying to move closer and closer to doing uh, a majority, at least, of a plant-based diet. Well, you know, and that's part of what I'm going to be sharing is the story because— Back when I, I mean, I've known my friend here now for over 30 years, there was a time where we would eat Taco Bell together, fast food, you know, and Ugh. steak was my favorite meal, you know, growing up. Yeah. So there's a, there's an evolution that occurs for sure. So my guest, he grew up in Phoenix, uh, mostly in Tempe, actually, just down the street from my house, walking distance so we could play basketball together and so on. Uh, he attended Arizona State University, ASU, in Tempe, Arizona. He's an occasional real estate investor. He lived in San Diego as well as New York City. Uh, he's been a raw food chef in New York and in Hawaii, and he's worked as a chef in various health food cafes around the world. In 2006, he became a personal YE, and he's traveled to over 38 different countries. He's been firewalking, skydiving, swimming with sharks, bungee jumping, ziplining, windsurfing, parasailing, scuba diving, and running with the bulls in Spain. He's currently a police patrol officer, my best friend, and the best man at my wedding. Uh, I am so honored and pleased to introduce you to my friend, Scott. Scott, are you here, buddy? <laughs> uh, now I can hear you. Hey, okay. Hello, All right. So, thank you for Scott. the uh, wonderful introduction. It's uh, very happy to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And and we're going to have some fun. <laughs> There isn't anyone on earth that knows more about me and what I've gone through than you. And so we get to share stories today, uh, which are perfect because everyone is on their own health journey and has their own story and is writing their own book every day. Uh, and so I, I'm just going to start off with the question, what inspired you to become vegan and then raw vegan? Well... You know, growing up, like every kid, you know, you just have to eat whatever's in the house. And uh, fortunately, during my teenage years, uh, my father started eating healthier and healthier. And, you know, I had to eat whatever was in the house. And that uh, kind of started me on a, a path to uh, studying nutrition and, and investigating food more myself. And so when I actually got out on my own and moved to San Diego, um, I actually just saw a poster in a health food store that introduced me to Nature's First Law and David Wolf, and I got his book, The Sun Food Diet Success System, and I read the book, and I went from vegetarian to 100% raw vegan overnight, or at least I tried, <laughs> and <laughs> it, it took a good, yeah, it took a good six months, um, 
you know, two steps forward, one step back, but eventually I was able to go uh, 100% raw vegan, and uh, the improvement in my health was I- incredible. You know, you you got to go by the results, and just the results I got, uh, I was just amazed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and something that I tell my students and I tell people uh, that I work with as a health coach, you've got to listen to your body. Our body is wise. It speaks to us uh, in so many different ways. You know, after a meal, your body will tell you (laughs) if this was a meal for you or if it was not for you. And oftentimes we get caught up. We forget how, how it feels to feel great or we haven't felt great for so long we don't even know what it feels like anymore. We just think we feel fine because that's the normal. And it's until you do something like that where you push the boundaries and you push yourself over an edge that you realize that greatness is possible and you felt it in that change. Exactly. You know, everyone gets used to a certain baseline level of health and they don't realize how much better it could be. Uh, you know, you, you can be happy and, and full of energy all the time. And uh, all those minor health ailments that people have, they, they can fall away. And you can just really have such a happier, healthier lifestyle, whereas you, you can't believe the way you were living before. It just seems normal. It's, it's, it's incredible. And yeah. uh, uh, Agreed. Uh, I, I'm back yeah. in the classroom. However, I'm not in the classroom. I'm teaching from a computer at home, um, 250 high school students, and it's it's a wild journey. And even still, when I ask them and I check in with them, how are you doing? How do you feel right now? You know, what's going on in your life? You know, this is a big change for all of us. I still, still get the response, tired. They're all tired all the time, and all they look forward to is yeah. sleep. You know, and it's such an interesting thing. And you've, I'm sure you've seen this as far as you just mentioned it in as far as energy, and you've seen this with your friends, and you just know this because you're into nutrition. When you're getting and eating all of the essential nutrients, right? When you're getting your essential minerals and vitamins, and you're drinking plenty of water, and you're getting essential amino acids. And the fats, right, the essential fatty acids in your diet, you've got boundless energy and you don't need the coffee. You don't need the naps. You don't need these things unless you really push yourself. Then a nap is – there's nothing wrong with a nap. But but you mentioned that with energy. How do you feel now that you've dialed in your diet? How, how much more energy do you feel like you have compared to when you were younger? Well, I have uh, coworkers that, you know, can't believe the type of energy that I have. And they, they ask me to slow down. And some of them are just like, what are you on? And, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't ever bring up uh, my, my diet or my lifestyle because they're on their own food journey. And I just want to lead by example. And they come to me with questions sometimes. And, I uh, I answer their questions, and the ones that are genuinely interested, I will work with them and, and tell them anything that they, they want to know to help, you know, improve them, you know. But yeah. I certainly don't go you know, forcing this on anybody. Yeah, and that's, and that's super important. You know, I, I teach nutrition to teenagers, and so talk about a, a population that is pretty protective about who they are, even at that age. Uh, nutrition is a touchy subject. 
you know? And so for those that are listening right now, I'm proud of you. You're taking that step. You're opening a door and you're letting uh, yourself become available to this information and available to make changes in your, in your diet and in your lifestyle because it can be better for all of us. We can even take where we're at, uh, you know, if we are on a raw vegan lifestyle and we can improve on that even. So absolutely, such, such an amazing story. And uh, I have to do the uh, I'm back uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, <laughs> I grew up, yeah, Scott and I grew up watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies nonstop, back to back. And we would uh, even yeah. use an old video camera and, and sometimes make our own movies uh, growing up. So, <laughs> yeah, we good we times. Did. Good that, times that was, for uh, sure. A lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next yeah. on Tate Talks. I have this week's delicious recipe shared by a vegan chef, my friend Scott. We'll talk about goal setting and what moves you. Also, is it safe, dare I say even healthy, to drink your own urine? This and more coming up on Tate Talks. CEO Jones Agency. At Jones Agency, we are virtually unstoppable. 24-7, 365. As the leading creative shop in the Inland Empire, it's our role to continue providing the best thinking and strategic leadership, especially during these challenging times. As we all learn to create and adapt to our new normal, at Jones, we're one step ahead providing fully integrated marketing services to you the moment you need them at a cost you can afford. And that's our promise. We are here to help your businesses weather the storm, refocus your dreams, and maybe even eliminate some of the barriers. Call us today for a free assessment. 760-325-1437, extension 206. 760-325-1437, extension 206. Hashtag Stronger Together. Health and wellness conversation from A to Z. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio with Jason Tate. Jason Tate here in the studios out of Palm Springs, California, where it is hot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're in the 120s this weekend, and my goodness. What a great time to be inside and cooking your own food. Because when you cook your own food, it's automatically healthier than buying it from a restaurant. <laughs> because many times you're not going to put nearly as many uh, additives and salt, as much salt and all that as you would by eating at a restaurant. So uh, I'm going to look at the bright side here of some of these things, such as being inside because of COVID-19 or 
being inside because it's uh, hot, hot as hell out there. <laughs> so I have my guest uh, on the on the line. His name is Scott. He is a world traveling raw vegan chef, specialist, nutrition expert, friend of mine. I've known him for over thirty years. We've grown up together. We've been on this food journey together. He made the plunge into nutrition long before I did. And my brother followed suit uh, after Scott. The three of us are best friends. And then I was actually the last one to turn the corner and really take a good hard look at my diet and give up all uh, meat in my diet and went on to become a nutrition expert and educator and functional medicine certified health coach and, 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 and a lot of it I owe in gratitude to my friend, Scott. So thank you, Scott, for being the first one in our little group of friends here to take the journey into your own personal health. And I just wanted to say that on the air. So thanks. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Uh, I'm very happy to be on air with you right now and uh, to call you a uh, best friend and a brother. That's right. <laughs> so here's to your health, my segment where I share uh, recipes. And I'm going to turn it over to you right now for this recipe. And this is Dr. David Jubb. So we only have a few minutes. I don't know if you have a, a quick intro to talk about Dr. David Jubb, one of your mentors and friends, uh, but you're going to share his recipe for coconut orgasm soup. Well, uh, before I go into the recipe, uh, a quick intro to Dr. David Jubb. Uh, you'll be able to find him online and his books available online. And I, I highly recommend uh, all of your listeners to investigate uh, who he is and to learn about him. Um, and they will have uh, a much better life long-term. He'll, he'll save your life, basically, the type of information that he has. Um, and one of the recipes that he has uh, is a coconut orgasm soup, which every time I have made this, no matter who it is or what they eat or what kind of lifestyle they have, they have loved it. Um, so it's a definite uh, go-to uh, raw vegan warm soup that uh, has has always it's always hit a home run. So it's one of my uh, personal favorites here. So it uh, consists of uh, three diced tomatoes, two well diced or shredded zucchinis, and all these should be organic and, and heirloom if possible. Uh, a half of a uh, red onion diced. Um, about half a teaspoon of cayenne, um, six tablespoons of red miso. Uh, for taste, I prefer the brand Miso Master. Um, so that is uh, the brand that's recommended there. Uh, six tablespoons of red miso, three tablespoons of raw tahini, uh, ground up sesame seeds. The, uh, the water from a young coconut. Uh, if you go to health food stores, sometimes they have uh, the young coconuts there. Uh, highly recommended to use that water. Just makes it uh, more alive and even even sweeter. And then, uh, you take the, uh, the soft meat out there, and you try a tablespoon of dulse seaweed flakes or shredded dulse, and about a half a uh, one diced avocado, 
and uh, a teaspoon of uh, powdered kelp, uh, which is optional. You won't even really taste it, but it's uh, it's great for minerals. Wow. And you know Our what? I'm going to have to post this on my social media so you can find Tate Talks at tatetalks.radio on M. And you can also find me, Jason Tate, on Facebook. And I'll be posting this recipe for David Jubb, J-U-B-B, David Jubb's Coconut Orgasm Soup. And I've had this soup before. Scott's, of course, made it uh, at, at the house, and I've had it at his house. And I have to agree, it's delicious. It's definitely a home run. So still to come on Tate Talks, we'll talk about goal setting. The most successful people on earth do it. What's the trick? Stay right here and find out. If it's good for your mind and body, it's part of the discussion on Tate Talks. From iHub Radio, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live from the studios here at iHub Radio out of Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for listening. I have my lifelong best friend on the phone, and we're sharing some stories and tips about health and wellness and growing up together and overcoming challenges and Something that is truly important is goal setting, goal setting, right? And and really understanding where you're going. And in many cases, where you want to end up is more important than how you're going to get there. Because when you're really properly setting goals that are smart goals, that are achievable and attainable, but still you have to work hard to get them, it's sometimes you don't know how you're going to get there yet. And I've heard this so many times. So in this week's A Thought to Digest, if I'm going to share some quotes with you that are along the lines of goal setting. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Love that one, by the way. Another one is a goal should scare you a little bit and excite you a lot. And always remember that your focus determines your reality. Don't try to perfect it, okay? Don't try to be perfect. Just try to be better than you were yesterday, right? So these are along the lines of goal setting and just taking steps to improve yourself. There isn't a person that I know that has clearly defined goals in a way that that Scott has had in his life. and. And I've known uh, my my guest Scott here for over 30 years. Uh, we grew up together uh, he, in Arizona, and he has traveled the world. He's been on his own food journey. He's a raw food uh, chef. He's also a police officer now. Um, he's worked in the hospitality industry, and he's had a lot of goals in his life. And I remember seeing them written down. And every time I would visit my friend Scott, it's almost like, okay, so what's next? You know, and, and it was exciting for me to see how he had set up his life. And I guarantee you right now, he has a list of goals that are next for him. And even at his age, you know, he right now, one of his goals is to be able to dunk a basketball. Um, and so 
he has that on his list almost always ever since we were teenagers. And so I'm just excited to share with you a real life goal setter who not only sets goals, but achieves them at a pretty high success rate and understands that when he doesn't achieve them, he just needs to make a couple of modifications to the recipe or modifications to the to the path and so that he can get them. So Scott, tell me a little bit about your goal setting and and what this has done for you in your life. Well, I think that uh, a lot has been said on goal setting, but one of the most important things is uh, being completely honest with yourself and that when you go out to set a goal, you almost have to look deep down into yourself and say, is this something that I'm, I'm truly interested in? Is this something that I, I truly want to achieve? Uh, because if you are interested in it, then it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be easier to stay motivated. Um, you know, I had to come to the realization that as much as I would love to be an outstanding guitar player, I was not putting in the work. I couldn't remember the last time I practiced. And I had to I had to let that goal go and, and be honest with myself that I'm actually more interested in, in doing other things with my time. So the first thing I would say is it, it just is just being honest with yourself as far as what you you truly want to do with your time and what you're interested in. Um, because when you are interested in it, you will make the time and you will you will make the effort. Um, so that's that's something that um, I don't hear a lot of um, goal setters and motivational speakers talk about. And then uh, another thing is that uh, your progress doesn't have to be linear. Uh, Your your improvement almost goes along like the stock market where um, as as long as over time there's improvement, you know, and even if you have a day where you don't feel like working on your goals or you feel like um, you can't do what you set out in front of you, as long as some improvement um, is made and you can still feel like you're moving forward and uh, you will find that you you will reach that goal as long as you have that persistence and consistency. Um, I like that. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. something that you and I both have uh, a mentor in, Tony Robbins. And he is quoted as saying, progress is happiness. Yes. Uh, even small amounts of progress. Um, so, And speaking of which, you have went to a Tony Robbins rally one time. On my 13th birthday in San Francisco, I did the firewalk experience with uh, with my dad, and walked on the the hot coals, and uh, couldn't couldn't believe it looking back at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Were yeah, you much of a goal setter at that time? I know you and I met um, around fourth grade in elementary school, and I don't remember you being a goal setter back then, but you may have been, I don't know. I, I just know that definitely through college years, uh, and even in high school years and, and beyond, you've been a goal setter and, and you've had that list. And by the way, are you dunking again right now? Yes. Uh, I actually got back up there, uh, I believe it was two months ago. Um, I'm finally, it's, I'm doing it barely there. I want to, I want to get higher. Yeah, I'm still back to doing that. That's always been, for some reason, a, a measurement of uh, my uh, physical fitness. That if, if I can do that, then I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, that um, right. And I, and uh, I don't, I don't subscribe to basketball in your 40s uh, when yeah. you're five foot ten. Is yeah is quite an achievement for sure. 
<laughs> so, all right. Uh, so I had a yeah, question yeah. about wheat and soy, right? So people yeah. go raw vegan or people go vegan or people just even go vegetarian and they give up animal product. They give up meat. Wheat is abundant in all things, right? There's so much wheat product mm -hmm. everywhere and, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But soy, this is something that is, if you're making the transition, right, from a meat-centric diet and you're going to a, a, a meat-free diet for your health or for physical fitness reasons or for whatever your reason is, if your reason is uh, for a compassion for animals, which is one of the major reasons for myself, whatever the reasons you have, if you're uh, getting away from a meat-centric lifestyle, why, why not soy? Because this is a, a staple in the vegetarian community. And I'm curious uh, to hear your perspective on soy and what you've heard and your research, because I know you do your research. Yeah, well, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, in the beginning of uh, this whole new movement into health food and the health community about 20 years ago, the only milk alternative was soy. And then people started to see what the negatives are to soy. And then you started to see almond milk and coconut milk and, and hemp milk, hazelnut nut milk, all those other milks emerge as alternatives because, um, first of all, a, a good uh, percentage, almost 90% of soy in the United States um, food system is genetically modified. Um, and then on top of that, um, just what soy is and what it does, and it does have isoflavones in it that uh, that mimic estrogen in the body. Um, and so some people have even considered soy to be, you know, the same as estrogen, and that if you're taking soy, you're just putting estrogen in your body. And, um, you know, hormone balance is so important. And with um, everything else that can contribute to increased levels of estrogen, I made, I made the decision that I need to, to cut that out of my diet, you know, uh, completely for the rest of my life. And so I I have not had any soy products in, I believe, 10 years of any kind. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a, a long time. I, um, yeah. I've made a fairly similar journey, although I haven't been as vigilant with it. But I have recommended for people to look into cutting soy out of their diet if they have thyroid issues uh, because it definitely can cause some potential hormone imbalances in the body can for some people. I, I don't like making blanket statements because right. the, you know, the world is filled with billions of people and there are billions of different types of, uh, I mean, there's some similar, but they're, everyone kind of is their own unique end of one study. And for a particular family member of mine that I had recommended possibly getting away from soy because uh, the hormone levels with thyroid, she actually improved and normalized and it worked for her. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, um, and, and she has had, she hasn't gone back to it since. And I'm so proud of her, uh, for doing that, you know, being a lifelong vegetarian and vegan, uh, and very healthy eater, but still struggling with thyroid issues and hormone levels, now having normalized all that by cutting the soy out of her diet. So, um, so it does, there are some success stories, uh, with that. However, 
I will say, uh, and you'll probably agree with me on this, if somebody is trying to get away from eating meat and the alternatives of soy-based meats and whatever are available, which they're widely available, I think it's a good gateway, at least to get yourself off of the addiction to the meat products. And and then, you know, once you've made that transition, maybe then looking into some other uh, products. How do you feel about that? Uh, it, it, it can be an excellent gateway in the sense that if, if, you, if it helps someone get off of uh, flesh and into a plant-based diet, then uh, having it temporary is, uh, is good. And it's also good to have that experience and, and, and taste those things so it helps you relate to other people. Um, and so that you have more experience itself, but the the actual soy um, products, such as tofu or everything else that's out there right now, that's soy based, you know, these steak meats and everything, that they, they're actually strange indigestible proteins that don't occur in nature because uh, they've been processed, and then the the body doesn't know what to do with them. And so, in, in that regards, you know, in certain circumstances, meat can actually be a little bit more beneficial for the body than these strange indigestible proteins. And so on, on a short-term basis, if, if someone's doing this, uh, someone's consuming soy and using that as a bridge to things that are even better than, then that's fine. But um, I, I certainly wouldn't want to think anyone to think that because they're doing tofu, that that's going to be better for them than, than red meat, because at least uh, that naturally occurring red meat, the body is somewhat familiar with it, but Soy and like tofu, for example, that's that's relatively new. Um, those those uh, highly processed soy products, those are relatively new to the human diet. The body doesn't know kind of how to how to work with those. So, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and along the lines of processed foods, I mean, one of my food rules, one of Mr. Tate's food <laughs> rules that I share in my classroom is: the closer you yeah. eat to nature, the healthier you'll be. So, the closer uh, exactly. you eat to a natural substance. And certainly meat is a more natural substance than crackers or uh, some kind of a fake meat burger. Um, So the closer you eat to nature, the healthier you will be. That and more, actually. So still in this hour of Tate Talks, is it safe to drink your own urine? More than that, is it super healthy? Is this a secret that we should all know? Stay tuned. Inspiring you with the tools and knowledge to make the necessary changes to live life optimally. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio. This is Tate Talks. I am Jason Tate. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here to listen to me on this show. I am honored and excited and pleased to have my lifelong best friend and a fellow nutrition expert, Scott, on the phone with me today. And we are going to talk about an interesting topic that he shared with me. And when he shared this with me, 
I couldn't believe it. And I said, you got, you're joking, right? And he said, no, I, I do this. <laughs> and it's, it's wild, but you know, this is how we, uh, push boundaries. Right. And, and I just want to ask, um, you know, and, and when he, when he presented the information to me about drinking his own urine and the beneficial health effects that he's received from it, I still don't think I will ever do it. But I'm going <laughs> to let him talk about it anyway because this is a health show and this is certainly a, a thing. It's called autouropathy. Isn't that right, Scott? Uh, correct. That's the scientific term for it, yes. Uh, right. if you, so if you tell use me code, about autouropathy. Uh, recycling, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, the saying is that if you, if you drink your own urine, you, you added a day to your life. Uh, unfortunately, the stigmatism about uh, urine, what we have in our culture is wrong. Um, it's actually a panacea that provides minerals, vitamins, and nutrients in a form that's perfectly tailored for your body. It'll hydrate you better than anything, so it's amazing for sports performance. It helps your teeth and surprisingly freshens your breath. I know it does not make sense on the surface, but uh, it's very antifungal mold um, and it helps break down the uh, biofilm layer on your, your teeth that uh, what people try to do with brushing. So I am actually challenging uh, your listeners to do their own research and, and not go by what society has told them growing up. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, it's, it's good to be a scientist. And if you look into this, I, I mean, it will improve your health better almost than anything else that you could consume. I, I've been doing it for 17 years. I cannot imagine living without it. I mean, if you told me I couldn't do it anymore, if you, okay. if you told me I couldn't right, do it anymore, right. I'd start panicking. No, I'm a scientist. Like, I'm oh a nutrition expert. I'm a biologist. Yeah. I, and, and I've been a scientist my whole life. And I do know that urine is, is safe so long as it hasn't set out. You know, the fresher it is, the safer it is. And I have, right. and we've all heard of... Um, We've all heard of people drinking urine to survive in a uh, situation where they're stuck in the wild and so on and so forth. But you're doing this out of your own volition, out of your own choice, and you're not doing it because you don't have access to water and things like that. <laughs> tell me tell me about – it's not a 127 days movie that you're in. Tell me about your transition from the, the day – you weren't drinking your own urine to making it through that first time. How did you start, I guess? Well, when I first got exposed to it, I thought, you know, this is, this is interesting. You know, I should be a scientist about this. I should do my own research. And then I remember the first time I did it, uh, it was a real mental and almost cultural barrier that I had to break through uh, that was not easy, and I remember the first time that I that I did it, I had I would mix it with things. I'd mix it with fresh coconut water, um, and the the results that you get, the instant uh, improvement in your overall well being and your health is is undeniable. Like you just cannot deny how well it makes you feel. Just systemically, systemically, like every fiber of your your body just improves instantly, and you just like, wow, this is this is amazing. Like this just corrects everything, and it, it improves your health so much that 
it, it becomes undeniable. And then I found that as I, w- I would take it mixed with things, um, that uh, eventually I didn't want it mixed with anything. And now I prefer it not mixed at all. Yeah. And uh, usually it's the first thing <laughs> And in the by morning. mixed with things, yeah, you, you told me that you had it um, with coconut water over ice and it was somewhat, yeah. um, you know, it was bearable as a transition. Um, but now, like you yeah, said, you, can you can't imagine. A super not... tiny amount. What's yeah. that? It's not even the, it's not even the, the physical part of it. It's, it's just the mental part. And even if you just had a glass of coconut water with ice and you put a small amount in there just so you can mentally tell yourself that you did it, you can go from there and then you can, you can get to where you don't need anything. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a life changer. It saves your life. It's amazing. So you don't recommend urine on the rocks? (laughs) Uh, No, any, whatever it takes to get it in you, do it. But, uh, you find that after a while, you don't, you don't want it that way. You just want it straight. And, you know, the, when you wake up first thing in the morning, there is extra, uh, testosterone and human growth hormone in there. And if people who know about human growth hormone, if you're getting uh, extra human growth hormone in your diet that's tailored for your body, it can dramatically, you know, improve your um, improve your health, and it, it it helps you lose weight tremendously. For anybody who's wanting to lose weight, it just it just sloughs right off of you. It's incredible. What about this? I mean, this is obviously part of your excretory system, and I and I hope this is a quick answer because we don't have a lot of time. This is part of a way that your body eliminates waste. Well, it, it eliminates waste in the sense of excess. So you're constantly eating food. The body's constantly making vitamins, nutrients, and minerals. And then your kidneys are saying, hey, we've got too much of this vitamin, too much of this mineral, too much of this. We need to filter this out to maintain homeostasis. Um, and when that's brought back into the body, uh, it's, it's like getting the, the perfect supplement for this type of vitamin or mineral because it's uh, in its optimal bio, bioavailable form, tailor-made for your own body. And at the same time, um, you're also re-educating the body as far as what's uh, being excreted out of it for any health challenges that are going on, um, which is not easy to explain, but mm. by re-consuming it, you're, it's... Uh, it's kind of like re-educating the body as far as what's going on internally, as far as any health challenges as well. Because just asking yourself, hey, you know, fecal matter is solid material, but it also has liquid in there as well. It's, it's not dry. It's wet as well. But then you have urine, so it's like, why would the body excrete, excrete you know, two sources of, of liquid? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And so really mm-hmm. the fecal matter is more of the waste product, and the urine is just... Uh, you know, for homeostasis. And so this is awesome. This is really awesome. And, uh, I can imagine, you know, looking back at our evolutionary past, this is possibly a way, especially for uh, early humans who didn't have access to a glutton of food, uh, and, and fluids for them to recapture the minerals, uh, growing, you know, in our evolutionary past. So thank you for that and thank you for sharing that and and pushing the boundaries for us stay right there i have another hour of tate talks and we're going to talk about black lives matter 
Uh, we're also going to do this week's meditation where I will focus on peace because peace in the world begins from inside.